guys. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first edition of what we are calling 30-Minute Misconduct. Hi. Hockey News. I'm Keith, and with me I have Bobo. Hi. And Kyle. Hello. What's up, guys? Uh, Not much. Nothing. I think uh, to start, we should also make our allegiances known to avoid any... uh, well, I'm sure people will be able to guess after <laughs> probably about five minutes of listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just like the game, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. What, what's your take on Carey Price? It, was, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been a lot worse. It had to be done, I guess. Because they're not clearly... Re- they can't really rebuild if they have Claude Julian. He's not a rebuilding coach, no. No. No, you're not going to have like the probably second best coach, third best coach in the in the league to I do f- then do a reboot. I find it concerning that Carey Price and Connor McDavid both put lockout prevention money in their contracts. Uh, well, I th- every pro s- league's going to have a lockout any time their contracts. No, but no, uh, they have what they did is they took all their money as signing bonus. Oh, I know, I know what you're saying. So they get it regardless of the yeah, lockout. Yeah, that's that's if what I mean. Lockout. Yeah, but there definitely will be a lockout, though. Is what I mean. Like in all these, all these ones, the owners can't God, save themselves, and then they want to get bailed out. Like, like the the GM asked them, like, "Hey, we're going to sign this player for X amount of money," and they say K, and then five years later, they're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa." What the hell are we doing with Jeff Finger here for <laughs> $6.5 million? Well, that's that's what's wrong, is people who shouldn't get paid are getting paid a ton of money. And then, like, some people are getting, like, just $2 million less than Crosby, and they're, like, a 20-point guy who's lucky to be in the bottom six for four years. But Bob <laughs> made this point to me that... Uh, Makes sense when you think about it. Is when Crosby signed his contract, it would have been the same as signing now at twelve point five. It was, oh. It's the same cap hit, right? So Connor McDavid at twelve point five is the same cap hit, cap hit that Crosby signed when at his eight point seven million. I know that. I get that. Like superstars are going to get paid like that, but I find like GMs will like overpay like bottom six guys or guys who aren't even worth that much like way more than they should they'll at least get two to three million like david Clarkson, on July. for instance yeah that was a pre-lockout contract though but no, it was still rushed it was really? rushed to get in there no, for no particular it was it reason. was like a july on the dot it was like a pre-cap is what i meant to say oh yeah but like but it was just like that's one example but just i don't know i'm sure like if i looked at this summer's hits there'd be like tons of people that I'm like what I don't, this year, money. I don't think a lot of guys got overpaid. A lot of years, guys do. But yeah. I think this year... This was more sensible. Yeah, there wasn't... Because people were expecting like Dion I, yeah, to... I feel this, there's a lot of players going or coming close to arbitration, too, because yeah. they're not just throwing money out, which I think is great. Is it just a part of owners thinking or being aware that we're coming up on a possible lockout and not wanting to... Sign contracts? Uh, I think people are becoming 
accustomed to the salary cap. We really just jumped right into this too, like without anything. <laughs> I was just trying to point out that Kyle was a Montreal fan, and now we're talking about caps. <laughs> so we were sort of just talking about hockey for the last half an hour, and we we're like, okay, we should probably start the podcast. And we just we just took it right back up from the top where we are. <laughs> so yeah, Kyle is a Montreal diehard. Watches it in French. No, I don't. Not anymore. I used to. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's how you know when they're real Habs fans. Uh, yeah, I now, now they're on. I think they'll be on TSN this year. Actually, Bobo's a West Coast guy. West Coast, LA, LA. Back in the playoffs this year. I'm telling you, calling it now. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't think there's. I think they're on a decline. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> pretty big. Pretty big one. No. Oh, with Drew Doughty. Sorry. Still got the we, core. We can get in this. Still got Quake the was injured all last year, so I'll give you that, and they still have Doughty. So. And Kopitar. And Kopitar. And Jeff Carter. And Jeff Carter. We have the best defenseman in Actually, the league. Jeff Carter played probably his best season last year. We have best defenseman in the league, top five goalie in the league, and two elite centers. One is arguably top five. Still. We can do it. Still sound nervous. They just need to score some goddamn goals. And I myself am a Leafs fan. You are. I can hear the boos already. You don't even hear that many boos because you're you're riding high right now. Yeah, like, we have one of the most exciting teams <laughs> next to Edmonton in team the league. Is just skyrocketing. I love them. They're fun to watch. I love Austin Matthews. He is a very um he's a driven player too. I want him he's, to play he reminds me of Crot not like I don't think he's in the same level as Crosby. Oh, no, that's what you mean. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. You know who he is? He's Jonathan Taves. If you want to compare him to an established player. He's a bigger, more physical Jonathan Taves. Because Marner is the Patrick Kane to Matthew's Jonathan Taves. Where does Nylander fit in there? Nylander? Patrick Sharp. That'd be great. If they can pull off pull three cups in uh, four years. I'll tell you this. Five years. In the next two or three years, they will have a legitimate shot at winning a cup. Whether they're in the final or in the conference final, like game seven. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to be alive for that. Because <laughs> I was only... This is the first year that I was able to watch the Leafs in, in the... Stanley Cup playoffs since 2010? 13. 13, yeah. Yeah. But you don't really, sometimes you don't want to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, it was like 2006. I didn't have much hope then. I had more hope this time, and it was nerve wracking. It was, it was very nerve wracking. So I, I don't know if, imagine going to a steel. Oh, I can't even think about it. Anyway, it's fun. Uh, it's going to be hard to get past Edmonton, though. Connor McDavid is... And every team, that's what they're going to be looking at. Connor McDavid 97. is so good. So uh, good. Nashville already has the, the big defense set up, and Calgary, Calgary's one team that specifically went out and said, we need a big top four because we got to play 97 a lot because they're in the same division. So they're looking at them more than anyone. And now, in the playoffs, you're gonna ha- you need to get through Connor McDavid. And Nashville kept pretty much everyone from uh, their run, all the key players. 
Yeah. Uh, Pekka Rene or Pekka Rene. He could have a bad year. I don't think he's going to have a bad year. He's getting up there in age. He but he's like Lundqvist. He's still good enough to play. He yeah. just needs a better team in front of him. Well, he has a better team in yeah. front of him now. Yeah. They're I can't remember his name. He's another Swede. Their backup's good though. Nashville. I bet you'll see him take more starts this year. Yeah, I would say. You'll probably see Pekka about 55 starts. Maybe even 50. No, he'll hit 60. I don't think. I don't uh, think he'll hit 60. Most guys are want number twos to get at least 25 games. It's hard to find them, though, because you want them to play 25 and at least play close to 500. Yeah, you don't want to be like Cam Talbot playing 72 games in your first year as a goddamn starter. He did well, but he didn't win games for them. No. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just thinking about all those, like defensemen with Calgary and stuff. I hope people don't do crazy traps, and it's going to be like New Jersey '95 all over again. <laughs> no, because that's not the way defense is built anymore. Like back then, that's how but the defense. Like a, I mean, like a 2017 version of it. It's yeah, kind of in with. But when the New Jersey was doing it, they had the red line, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have the red line anymore. So, no. they can, but there's still like a high. Still do there's traps. still yeah, you like, can, but you you you're not getting away with it like you used to be. No, but I just no. mean like that's not how defensemen are being built and drafted and sculpted anymore. Like the defensemen that Montreal's Nashville has, building. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless Slowly. unless you're Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> but like the defense that uh, Calgary has, like that's that's quick. That they're quick. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, they're uh, quick. I guess puck I was just movers. thinking how you know. And they're quick My up team front. Doesn't too. have a mobile defenseman anymore. No, <laughs> except <nothing>. Jeff Petrie. <laughs> Jeff Petrie. Is that what we're calling Jeff Petrie now? A mobile uh, defenseman. He'd, he'd be actually. Yeah. Montreal's he, yeah. Montreal's issue isn't the just the defense though, because you have no. Carey Price. I mean, that's all you really need is defense. Yeah, it's, you need yeah, someone who man. can score a goal. Which hopefully Druan and Pashretti can do. But it's they, so crazy that the Habs are legitimate cup contenders every year just because they have Carey Price. He's and it's not even reason. like And he's yeah. only they're he's they're winning games two nothing, two one. Like he's stealing games, but they can't yeah. score goals. No. Well that's what happened with the Rangers in April. They they just couldn't score any goals. And then people were upset that like he didn't steal two games that were two one and like one I think one was was one nothing. And it's just like what else could he have done? Because, like, re- really you just have to – well, back then it will probably be different with Drew and, but if you, like, just marked past ready, no one else is going to score. The only issue I have with Drew Ann, though, is he's more of a playmaker than an actual goal scorer. Yeah, but, like, hopefully him and – I suspect Galchenyuk will play center. I don't know. Well, if he can make Galchenyuk play, then Because be Claude great. Julian mentioned that he would, like – they're in a closing conference, like Mark Bergeron was like, I don't see him as a center right now. But Claude Julian like kind of went against that and said like it'd be wonderful if he could be a centerman. And Claude Julian has also had a whole summer to basically plan a season, and he's going to start fresh with you guys. Yeah. So might have a system this year. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, it won't be a very good one though. Without a movable defense, it'll be a system though. Yeah, it'll be an improvement. Yeah. yeah. But like I don't know, I just don't see how Carl Alsner is gonna 
is going to save everything from the goals. Like, I work with a guy who wakes up in cold sweats uh, every few weeks, probably, because uh, he has a nightmare about, uh, well, he considers to be nightmares about how uh, the Habs, when they traded Subban that year, there was the rumor that they were going to trade him to Edmonton, and the haulback was going to be like the pick, the first round pick, and Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> And he's like, we could have had Leon Dreisaitl and their pick that we could have made Puyi or Dubois instead of Shea Weber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not doom and gloom with that thing, but it's just, what? Dubois would have been nice. Yeah. Well, any, any, they they don't have a good draft, draft track record right now. Oh, you know what? They drafted one guy who looked pretty good. Circuit Yeah. But like at least that <laughs> Get was, him out least, of here. But like it's not like Drew Ann's like thirty two though, so at least that one yeah. is like they had to lose something and gain something, but and he's not like super old. I think it was a good trade because yes, you do need defensemen, but you you need forwards more than you need defense. Yeah. I don't know if it <sighs> But that, Mont- type Montreal. Montreal. That, but that type That's of defenseman. But that type of defenseman is super though. bad though. Montreal uh, Montreal. Drouin has always, when he's at his best, played with an elite centerman. And I understand that. Either Nathan McKinnon or, who was his name? Kucherov. Yeah. He's going to Montreal where they do not have any elite centermen. I understand that. No, but he's a playmaker guy and like Pash Shreddy has a crazy amount yeah. of of goals, right? Like for like regular season. He, I, I just mean if we're talking about these two, the two guys that got traded. So he's coming from where, like, yeah. where he's always played his best has been with elite guys. Now he's going, he's going to play with good players. Yeah. But not like he's used to. Oh, I know what you're and saying. And now we're totally. taking Sergachev. Is he the guy who's ranked, who said everyone's thinking going to be the next Nick, Nick Lindstrom? Is that that guy? No, not, no, no. The guy he's going to play with is oh. Victor yeah. Hedman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're taking Sergachev, who is the OHL Defenseman of the Year, very, very good-looking prospect, scores goals, big, like he's got good size, and you're going to put him on a team where he gets to play with uh, future Norris Trophy winning, potentially the next Lick, Nicholas Lidstrom, Victor Hedman. So if I was, if I had to decide which one of those guys I was going to be, I would pick Sergachev. Yeah. Well, I've I would been- rather be. I would rather be Sergachev. I was. I'm just confused. Like when they drafted him, I was like, "Why would you draft a player like that when you have PK Subban?" And then three days later, it's like, "Oh." <laughs> and but then they trade him. I'm like, "Well, who's going to replace him?" Yeah. Because like, like Burns is that kind of puck mover, and then Dowdy, and then Carlson, and then Montreal doesn't have like any type of player like that. You're losing Markov too. Yeah, we did lose him. Yeah, but. He wanted to get paid more than he ever did, and he's 38. But I would have preferred to figure out a way to keep him somehow. It's not like it's a, a, a They have $8.5 in cap space now, so that that's cool. But it's not like you can sign an all-star in August. <laughs> they're all they're all take you can trade someone but they have no one to trade really anymore. No, you're not going to see any <laughs> trades until and no one does the uh offer sheets. Which they should have. I thought that this was going to be the summer of the offer sheet because of the expansion draft. Yeah. I don't know why it's not in general done more. Like it's know. a stupid unwritten rule. I remember I looked at it 
a year or two ago. Because that's how Weber didn't get a no trade clause was Philadelphia offer sheeted him. And yeah. then like he probably would have said no to Montreal, but Philadelphia really messed that up on him like seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two years ago, I think, where Edmonton had a chance to offer sheet Alex Petrangelo. Now, I guess in the long run, it, looked, it turned out good for them because they ended up with Conor McDavid. But they had a shot to get Alex Petrangelo on an offer sheet, and St. Louis couldn't have matched. And they were in desperate need of a top-level defenseman. But they didn't do it. Yeah, Like, the object is to be the best team in the league. Yeah. And then, like, that's the way to, like, get better players on your team. But, like, it's like a weird unwritten rule. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a weird I'm unwritten rule. I'm like, I'm not that, making friends. I want to win yeah, that cup. <laughs> that Brian Burke bitched and moaned about having done to him. Yeah. And then at the first opportunity, he did it right back to someone else. Yeah. Brian Burke is not good. He is terrible. No. I don't know, man. He's overrated. He can build pretty good teams. That was, a lot of his teams were half built, though. He was good at, like, getting, like, the pieces they needed but like the ducks were already somewhat established the problem that he has is he he only wants americans on his team which is not a bad problem in a way but well i mean the leafs don't have that many americans but like when he wanted to build the team to be like i forget all those words he used like oh they want to be like tough and big and the leafs aren't brian burke's team though not anymore half the team is uh not anymore not anymore Oh, yeah. These are all the guys that he had on the team, and then they were down in the A. They played with Dallas Eakins down there. No. He he was like the heir of Commissaurus, Commissaric. Uh, he didn't pick, Commissaric. Yeah, he didn't yeah. pick Marner. He didn't pick Nylander. No. They were all picked in the same fucking year. So, yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pick these three rookies. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the goalie. The yeah, the goalie's, yeah. like, nothing to do the with him The guys he have are mid-range and below. Kadri. Mid-range. Leo. Mid-range. <laughs> they're great players uh, as far as like team Wasn't Kadri drafted not, before he, they're not he got there though? No, I think he no, drafted he, Kadri. He was, uh, he he was, was his just, first real pick then. He was the big yeah. one that, yeah. Oh, okay. They almost wrecked. They almost wrecked because Brian Burke. Because yeah. they tried to put well, because, oh, they, they because were of him and Ron Wilson, I think it was. Well, like, yeah. they, they, they wanted him to be like an 80 to 90 point guy. Yeah, Ron Wilson yeah. didn't know how to... Didn't know how to coach. Cod. He does get a lot of Americans on his team, though. He does. Yeah, he wants the. It's you know, it's not a bad bad thing to have Americans on your team. I'm not saying Americans are the worst players in the world. I'm just saying, don't go out and try to get Americans when there are Europeans that are better or Canadians that are better, whatever. Like, I mean. No, I'm just saying people, that, people that's don't what, want to that's admit what you that. can see when you look at Brian Burke. He's just he wants Americans. They like to toot their own horn. Man. Five, they won five of six to IHF championships last year. Heard that in the press conference the other day when they were announcing their Olympic uh, choice. Does Olympic. that mean we talk about the Olympics now? <laughs> you want to talk about the Olympics? I guess we could. The horse well, Olympics. Nothing's going to happen. I guess. But there's no NHL players fucking going. No. Well, I thought. I thought, like, if something didn't happen, like, out of nowhere by around this time, that there'd still be a chance. But There's no chance now. No. Conor McDavid's pissed. Well, yeah, but... That would have been know. fun to watch. I'm not going to miss it. I'll, I would miss it for those two weeks. But, like, as soon as Canada won those gold medals, like, a day later, I was like, I'd rather watch NHL hockey now anyway. 
Like it's it, fun at the time. Yeah, and, and we all know who who would win. It wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even be close this year. <laughs> yeah, like we we would crush. Like we. It would still be fun to watch the best of the best play against each other. And I can't remember we, when we were talking about that before. Was that on the podcast or no? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Was that in the podcast we were talking about best on best? No, uh, that was before. Yeah, it was before. Yeah, when we play, when, when the hockey plays best on best, actual oh, best yeah. players, Canada annihilates. And it's not even close. It's only the other ones in the World Juniors when our best guys are in the NHL, like Connor McDavid. It is a good point, though, because Connor McDavid, Crosby, well, I guess Crosby. Yeah, and they'll throw back, oh, Matthews could have played, too. Yeah, he could have. And you want to know how much difference he would have made against Connor McDavid? None. Probably a little bit. Mm, yeah. Probably a little bit. But, well, yeah, mm. if you talk about those guys, yeah. But there was other years where McDavid wouldn't have been able to play that. Our World Junior teams are kind of a wreck. When I they would try Connor, to go for like a – they would build a team for a 70-game campaign yeah. instead of get skill and goals. So, I don't know. And they lose guys every year, too. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like that one junior team when there was the lockout. That was but, the most ridiculous any but junior there, team there they ever assembled. There was also a time two or three years ago when uh, Doomba or whatever his name was like was playing in the NHL and then went to the World Juniors and he was the worst player on the team and I yeah. thought he was going to rip it up. But like, yeah, yeah. There were still like, but I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, but like, it's just I don't know. We're the best. Best on best, saying? yeah. For sure. Like, if we're talking pro people, yeah, it's not a competition. Best on best, Canada wins. And our B team has won a couple times. Well, yeah. So... There's, like, five different Olympic teams you can pick. Like... Okay. So, maybe there's a silver lining to this, then. We're going to send our B team to the Olympics this this go-around. No, we're sending our D team. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be Spain. It's not the B team. (laughs) The B team was on the... Who's it going to be? It's just, like... A, a some AHL guys, guys who don't have two way contracts, yeah. Yeah. and then college, and then I imagine maybe guys that like play overseas would be eligible yeah, too. So can. if you play in the AHL, but you're signed, you're signed in, in the NHL, you're not allowed going over. No, right? Oh, well, never mind. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some guys, uh, like Americans, are staying in college an extra year so they Just can play in the Olympics. There's a Minnesota guy, Greenway. Oh, there's going to be another miracle on ice then. But they can still come out and say in December that they're going to send. No, because the schedule will be made. Well, I still think that both parties would have like a weird plan B just in case someone's like, all right, let's get you guys over there in hindsight. Okay, and is, what are they going to do this year for the uh, those free weeks that they did last year? The bye weeks. The bye weeks. They're going to match it up so all the all the teams that p- start to play against each other are also had their week off too because sometimes you'd play a team like and they were like in game like four of like like in a two-week span and they were kind of fresh and then you'd another team would be stale because they just had a week off and they'd get wrecked i think like the the record was like four and 12 coming back from a from your buy so it makes a difference yeah no i think the bye week's nice especially if injuries are involved but 
Well, it's not all going to be. I think it's spread out more now. As opposed, I think it was all done in February, wasn't it? This time, because it what messed this up too was the World Cup. That's what it was. Yeah, the World Cup mess. They had a condensed schedule to begin with, and they also decided to do a bye week, so people were playing like five days a week, more or less. Not literally, but so it'll work better this year now that they don't have the World Cup. All right, let's talk about the expansion. Uh, coming into the expansion, Vegas um, looks to be, I, w- I can't really say a contender or anything, but they're not going to be pushovers, No, I wouldn't say. They're going to be able to compete. They have a lot of draft picks coming yeah. up, too. The first couple of years for new teams anyway, like, is just going to be like, you want to see other teams all-stars anyway for the first little bit. Like, it doesn't matter how... Good yeah. or bad, they're going to be like, and especially where that team is not going to be about having a big home crowd in. Like they're yeah. all about getting traveling crowds. Yeah, traveling crowds, and then like even people in Vegas would be like, "Well, let's see that Crosby guy or, or McDavid." Yeah. So, but like after three years, they have to at least try to make the playoffs. They can't be like the Jets. When I was in <laughs> Vegas last, I was uh, talking to a waiter, and the waiter just asked us where we're from. We said Canada. And he said, on any given day, there's between ten to 15,000 Canadians in Vegas. I didn't fact check it because it sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it's a thing that could be believable. So, I think Vegas will be around for a while, obviously. Well, I yeah, think... Look how long, yeah, how, long how long Phoenix has been yeah. around. No, the, <laughs> sure. Vegas is not going to have any troubles. Like, no. they're going to... They'll package tickets. They'll, make, uh, they'll probably be one of the highest grossing teams in... Yeah, they said they already are, like, have more ticket revenue than, like, several... And they have good owners. Established teams. The owners yeah. know what they're doing. The GM knows what he's doing. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. It's going to be fun to watch. I feel bad for Fleury, but Fleury's okay. He's got three cups. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what does he care? He got paid. He's rich and he has three Stanley Cups. No, he's That's all nice. anyone's going to remember at the end of the day. Like, 10 years yeah. from now, like, nobody remembers. But personally, it would suck that you Did you know Wayne Gretzky the, the played with the St. Louis Blues and the New York to... Rangers? I, I knew that, yes. Yeah. What's that? Wayne Gretzky. Like, he played with, like, the St. Louis Blues yeah. and the New York Rangers. Nobody cares, though. They barely care that he played for the Kings. Played for the Except Oilers. Except for that high stick, huh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I swear that happened yesterday. But I mean, that's like, you know. Happened in 93, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> to Doug Gilmore. Bringing it up like it happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> There's still another game to play. Look, Kerry Frazier didn't see it. Wouldn't you can't, you can't do a video review for high sticks. Yeah, but now look he's doing. He feels so bad. He's trying to correct everyone else's mistake. <laughs> On that stupid segment called. Come on, ref. Come on, ref. <laughs> it does. There was only one ref back then, too. But the linesman can call stuff. Ah, man, that blows my mind how one guy did that. It's crazy. What, the li- a linesman called something, you mean? No, no, there with one so ref. so much cheating going on, though. Like one ref doing an NHL game? Oh, yeah. I, oh, like, I see what you're saying, yeah. Like, but, well, oh back then... It, but it would be a little, it'd be not as hard. If it was like the game it is today in one ref, it'd be like inconceivable yeah. though. Well, back then you could water ski on a guy. And just, yeah. 
Well, yeah, I know what you're saying about that. I thought, <laughs> like, but like the speed of the game now, like compared to like it's still fast, the traps and but stuff. But there was just so much cheating going on yeah. back then, holding and just yeah. insane. Well, that that was up to the ref to call. Like the, the first lockout from '05 is when they were like, okay, like start calling penalties <laughs> as they should be called. Like, because I remember, like, I saw that too, and when I was a kid, and I like did that to someone. I was like, really, that's a penalty? <laughs> like, I thought he had to like fall in order to hook him. <laughs> so, how do you think the video review went overall? It's fine. The dinosaurs don't like it. It's not perfect, but... They like, could speed it up, but that's my only complaint. Yeah. Do you think it ruined the playoffs in any way? They got calls right, so... They got calls wrong, too, though. In video review? Yeah. There might Some of them. One. Ryan Kessler on Cam Talbot with his leg arm around it, but that's just... They had already made that call, and then they could, then they made the same call in video review. I just So it's just the same... He used the same justification in the video review that they did on the ice. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I like it. I'm glad it's there. Yeah. Um, you know, you do I, what I think a- they have to fine tune it, like you said, but uh, like bring it back to maybe they had Toronto or something like that instead of just. Well, most they all do iPad. go back to the war room, except for the linesman's calls. Which can sometimes be some of the longer ones, but I believe the referee ones go back to the. Don't they go back to the war room and then they just? Yeah. They if do. they can't definitively see it, it goes with the call on the ice. I thought they all went to the iPad. I don't know. Not all, not everything. I know that. Yeah, the the lines. I know some that. goes back to the war. Some just goes back to Toronto, and that's the only they they make the call. And they talk to the ref. What do you see? This is what it is. Yeah, I don't think it's slowing the game down that much. I mean, the games the games are so fast anyway, so it's not a big. Deal. It doesn't really slow the game down too much. I just think that there are a couple of them. They could be sped up. Like there's some of the offside ones where, is looking at this 18 more times, going to make any difference? You already looked at this. Like, make your decision and go with it. Do you also like the icing calls now? No, they should just go to no-touch icing. Just do it. International does it. International does it, and every one of these guys does it their whole lives until they get to pro. Just make it no-touch, and then they won't have this one weird bump in their lives when they start playing no-touch or hybrid, whatever. Yeah. It- you go to interna- you go to like international competitions, it's no-touch icing. Overseas, anywhere else, no touch icing. Minor hockey, no touch icing. Yeah, Just that's got to change for sure. Because now it, there's a weird like foot race where yeah. the the linesman can like can't can wave just, it off if yeah. he thinks the other guy is yes. gonna yeah. just just so make it. Go to no touch icing. That will speed the game up to basically counterbalance any long calls too. Yeah. I think that has a well. I don't know how much impact it'll have on the speed of the game. Not that it'd be a big but, deal. And the trapezoid. I just don't like the guy, like the guys that get hurt. Like there's, there's let, there's not near as many situations with the guys racing on the ice when it's just no touch icing. I wish the trapezoid wasn't in there. Yeah, trapezoid. I think will come out in the next year or two. 
because it doesn't do anything. Because goalies are terrible with the puck. <laughs> yeah. So why wouldn't you? It was only there for Brodeur, and Brodeur's gone. So. Yeah. Carey Price is good with it, but everybody like else there are is some guys out there that you're Lundquist like. Lundqvist is off with yeah. it, and he's like one of the best goalies. Yeah, there's a few like, guys you're like, oh no, like I can we just yeah. can you do us a favor and let him play the yeah. puck because he's yeah. an idiot. Oh yeah, Mark Andre Fleury just launching it down the middle of the ice <laughs> off Patrick O'Sullivan's yeah. face and it was on net. I'd rather them take like a McDavid breakaway <laughs> than like them handle the puck. Some of them when I watch yeah. them. No, I hate the trapezoid. I do like the three on three overtime though. Because it takes away the shootout, and I hate the shootout. Shootout sucks. Like, sucks. They should just take away the shootout and just do another three-on-three. Three and Do three-on-three three until you win. Because it it's not going to go that long. Most three-on-threes end in a goal, I think, anyway. Why don't they just do a ten-minute three-on-three? Instead of a five-minute three-on-three. Just do three-on-three three until, until you have a winner. I think players would eventually complain about that. Because if you were like... Back-to-back games would suck. Yeah. Why? Because if it doesn't... Just so over an 82-game span, some of the teams that like hit overtime like 12 times would be like, shit, we just played like an extra three games out of this pretty much or something like that. Win. Yeah. But you don't want to the... play? Yeah, Win. but there's like eight teams that already know they're not going to make the same, playoffs But on the same side to that... A shootout, you're, you're still standing around for another 10 minutes trying to score goals. Like, I know you're not sprinting, but it's still tiring. Yeah. Well, it'd be I'll, quicker to do the three on three, like Bob was saying, than it would be standing around watching people try to score in a shootout. Yeah. But I don't, well, I hate the shootout. But. I, would, I would love it that there's no shootout for uh, hockey pools, for one, <laughs> extra points. I don't know. I would like to see the extra point for a regulation win. Oh, yeah. I was just going to mention that three points. I know the stats three. say it doesn't change much, but it would change things because then your motivation is completely different. Yeah, you're meant, yeah it's a mentality. The mentality in the game is different because now you're looking for that regulation win. Yeah, I think if you make to overtime and you win, you only get two points yeah. out of it. Yeah, like two, three, two, and then fuck the loser point it just doesn't make sense to me how you, you they make up a point if you go to overtime now so you you win two points yeah. on a regular win you go to overtime you win two points but there's an extra point given to the losing team yeah, yeah. that just comes from nowhere just yeah. make it a three the, points those are just fake points too like nashville people didn't think they were going to make it very far but they just sucked at three on three and shootouts and then when that got out in the playoffs, then they made it to the finals. Like, Yeah. So it's, I think it should just be three points for a regulation win. Soccer does it. It makes more sense. I know some of the bottom feeder teams will drop off drastically because some people like seeing the fake points. They're like, see, we're not completely out of the playoffs, but what about- everybody knows the teams that aren't going to make it like by Thanksgiving pretty much yeah. in December. Who's Thanksgiving. Oh, American, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not two weeks into ours. <laughs> <laughs> what about... We four games yeah. and we didn't win one. Yeah. We're well, there's the still playoffs. like five teams you know who aren't going to make it right now anyway. So three points regulation win. Yeah. Two points overtime win. Yeah. One then, point shootout win. Oh, if you make it to shootout, give... Uh, it's still the same. It's, it, it, it's I would be fine if it was two and one if you make it to a shootout because, like, you should 
get a point for losing on a shitty like novelty. I would like to punish them and only give one point, for, one point, that, and get to a shootout that too, and just no, to the winner. Yeah, that'd be fine too. I'd be fine with that. I think three's the main thing for me. Three and two <laughs> for like overtime and regulation. But like after that, like I wouldn't care what they do with the shootout because hopefully you don't see it as much. These are just things that we're talking about, though. I don't think they'll ever come to fruition. Some of them may. You think the trapezoid's coming out? Yeah. I hope it does. It would definitely... They made it, it smaller, I think, didn't they? I think the trapezoid would cause more goals, for one. Not having it in, you mean? Not having it. Yeah, because goalies are going to screw up. Goalies are going to screw up. Or goalies who can actually play the puck can get to the puck quicker to push it up the, other, up the ice. Like Brodeur used to do. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like 10 points and two goals, I think. No, Theodore has two goals. But Bredor's got like 15 assists or something like that. I don't know. I know he's got a few. Just got a lot. He was good. He was good with the puck. Yeah. He was the best. He was the best goaltender ever. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Another day. (laughs) (laughs) I would still still say wah, then him. Not not by like a landslide, but I would say wah than him, personally. One is dramatically dramatically more likable than the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's that? I think I would take Berdur over wah. Depends on the team I have. I guess. Well, the argument against that though is that Berdur had like Scott the, Stevens in the trap in front of him. Niedermeyer. Yeah, he had two, two Niedermeyers, actually, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only one of them. Matters. But one of them was really amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the good of the, the good one. Yeah. yeah why look, had, had Ray had in front of him in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And, and but then he won, he won two cups before that with, like, shitty Montreal. Not shitty, but one of them was not that great. And the 93 team wasn't any anything special. Yeah. I just think yeah. the, argu- the argument is that yeah. Brodeur's teams... And the system were a huge factor, yeah, from that in their wins. But he would be like almost like a dry dean. He still made the saves when yeah. he had to. And even then, you're just talking about not making him. You're making him like one B instead of one A. Yeah, with yeah. I'm not saying it's a huge land. I'll just say Wa first personally, and then Prudor. Prudor was my favorite growing up. I think maybe it's just more of a personal thing than it's actually a skill thing. Yeah, well, one of them has a better temper, though. If we're talking about tempers, then. Yeah, Bruder's had a pretty bad temper. <laughs> no, Hua has a much worse one. Though. No, I'm just saying oh. he's had a bad temper. <laughs> oh. We'll edit that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty good for our first episode here, 30 Minute Misconduct. Yes, it's uh, the summer series, so... Not much is going on in the NHL, obviously, but uh, as we get... Doesn't mean we can't talk about it. (laughs) No. (laughs) As the news comes, we'll keep up on it and and, uh, feed your ear holes with it. Feed your ear holes. Thank you for listening. I hope you made it this far. Bye.